Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another show of Harmonic. Today, I got two very special guests, Nikki Nash and company. So, Nikki and Tony, can you get with it right now? Do a song Absolutely. for us. Absolutely. It's called Say Yes. Someone loves me. Someone loves me. Someone Fresh, a duck, a mouse, and blue jay. 
great blue hair and gold push to the water say great blue hair and gold push to the water say That was awesome. Thank you. Tony, God, that was, you know what, that's inspiring. Thank when you. When somebody loves you and you say yes and all that, is that an original tune? Yes, yes. Unbelievable. Well, I, the majority of the stuff I do are original tunes. I write on the piano. Mm -hmm. I, you know, write the music and the mm -hmm. lyrics, and then Tony is kind enough to learn them on the guitar. <laughs> I, I develop the songs, too. I have, yeah. uh, I'm the music director on the current album we're mm -hmm. working on, mm -hmm. and, um, we were doing tracks, we've been working on it. During the pandemic, we really kind of got together and honed our skills mm -hmm. right. and started some stuff then. And it, we plan on having a full band complement of musicians on the studio Eventually. album. And during different gigs also, we have a pool of musicians we can yeah. pull from mm -hmm. for different mm -hmm. events. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when, when you say that, how long have you two been as a duo? Four years. Four years. Four years. Mm -hmm. So you guys started in what, 2021, something like that? 18. 2018. Yeah, 20, or 2019. 2019. Yeah. Well, yeah, right, the right end at the of, end of the end of 18. December of 18. Still, yeah, actually. That's still oh, yeah. yeah. Four years, some months, but it's still yeah. So what? I'm going to get into both of you on this, mm -hmm. okay? So what made you get into this kind of folk kind of music, and when did you really start singing? Obviously, you've been singing for a long time. Yes. You could tell right here. So tell me about it. I started taking piano lessons when I was seven. And as soon as I, classical, okay. you know, and as soon as I did my homework, I also started writing songs, mm -hmm. words, and music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I started writing poetry when I was six. Mm -hmm. So it was a logical, you know, progression. Mm -hmm. And my teacher realized, oh, okay, and he started teaching classic, classically trained me in voice, music theory, and composition, as well as piano. By the time I was nine, he, I was, I grew up in Chicago. He was getting me gigs at different organizations, banquet dinners, you know, like hundreds of adults. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was gigging doing that when I was nine. And by the time I was 11, um, he said there wasn't anything else he could teach me. He wrote a letter for me to take 
music theory and composition at Northwestern University. Okay. And me being the emotional, uh, can I say retard? Is that <laughs> 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 it's not politically correct, but uh -huh. I, you know, I stood in the line for intellect and creativity. I didn't even get to the line for mechanical abilities mm -hmm. and emotional maturity, mm -hmm. you know, uh, patience, self-control, discipline, all that, mm -hmm. you know, or even fear or caution. It's like, what? You know, I was just curious, um, but I couldn't deal with, I felt rejected. Mm -hmm. I was getting beaten up in school by, oh, by my sad. peers. You know, I was... You're different. I was different. Mm -hmm. And... Um, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with being different. Nothing wrong with being different. Right. I embrace it. Mm -hmm. um, but so I, my solace, my refuge was at the piano. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, if you take him out of the picture, it's like, no, I'm not going to, you know, you can't reject me. I reject you. It's like, who are you hurting? And, you know, but I didn't understand that. So I stopped playing piano. Mm -hmm. I self-taught myself guitar started writing songs in my teens on the guitar, mm -hmm. did a demo of a song I wrote when I was 13 with a friend of mine. She played guitar. She played lead and I played rhythm mm -hmm. on, it's actually the A side and B side of a 45 mm -hmm. that Chess Records picked up on. Of course, Again, Chicago, I was in Chicago, 2120 yeah. South Michigan. And, but they said they wanted more material of mine that wasn't so controversial. Mm. <laughs> Imagine that, yes. <laughs> but my stuff was folky or, you know, mm. folk rock or whatever, mm -hmm. so I've kind of come full circle to where I was many years ago. Mm -hmm. I went through different phases. In general, it's different music and people. Different, mu yeah, and came back to, you know, it was my late husband, Rodney Jolet, mm -hmm. that recognized, oh, I know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's like a funky hillbilly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, because it's got that kind of yeah. knee wanna, stopping, you, you know. Stomp, you want to stomp your feet, you want to clap your hands, you want right. to hit your legs, you know, the whole nine yards. I want to ask Tony a question. Tony, when did you start getting involved uh, in, music in music and picking up guitar, or was that your first instrument? Was the guitar, guitar was my first instrument. Actually, guitar and drums both at the same time. Okay. I was in junior high school, and I took them as classes just to fill my schedule. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it was at the end of the session of this semester for guitar. I had to learn a, a final. I had to do a song, you know, a um, perform a song in total. And there was a list of songs, a bunch of old standard stuff like "Hang Down Your Head," "Tom Dooley," whatnot, mm -hmm. Clementine. But "House of the Rising Sun" was on there, so I oh. thought, oh, well, that's kind of a cool song, modern very, song. Very, very cool. And song, uh, still to this so day. I played it the way I heard it, mm -hmm. picked picked the notes, mm -hmm. and uh, when I performed it in class, everyone there's like twelve girls and the teacher they all came up rushed me when i was how did you do it ask me how did you do that how did you do that because mm -hmm. instead of just strumming it i played it the way i heard it and uh wow. by the time i was 15 i actually got in a working top 40 band with mm -hmm. uh, some older people that i knew uh -huh. and uh so i was gigging before i was old enough to drive i was out gigging making money Ain't that, nice? that was really a lot of fun house yeah. of the rising sun such a classic <laughs> it's one of the yeah, few cover tunes we do oh do you really i might <laughs> have i would like I, you guys to do you sing well, that yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'd like you to close the show with that. Right. You okay. know, I'd like okay. you to close that show. That's one of my favorite songs. One of oh one gosh. of the very first songs that I actually learned when I was a child. Oh, it was cool. just, you know, what I'm saying. It's, it's just, it, it just, yeah, yeah. No, I and it was, it was the animals that stroked me on that. Yes, you know. Yeah. So the both of you, you guys got long, um, and I'm gonna ask for your in, in, influences. So I'm gonna ask her first, ladies first, mm -hmm. right? Always. Sure, always. Um, 
Who were some of your folk heroes or... My earliest influences? Yes. Um, besides to, to besides Mozart, um, Beethoven, and Tchaikovsky, mm -hmm. who are my, uh, my favorite classical guys, mm -hmm. um, uh, I would say, you're going to laugh, mm -hmm. um, Elvis Presley and Liberace. Uh, Liberace's... Uh, when I was a kid, we're talking as a kid. Yeah, uh, Elvis Presley, of course, and Liberace in my family was a big deal because we're Italian and I watched Liberace when he was on television that's right after I came to school, you know, after yeah, that's got, what that was know. that was what hooked me was watching him on television and my folks were from Europe mm -hmm. and they wanted me to have culture. Mm -hmm. So they took me to Rigoletto, you know, the opera when I was five mm -hmm. and I saw Liberace in the audience mm -hmm. and I went up to him during intermission my parents oh you can't bother him you can't bother him and by that time Mickey's already there and he was so nice I was he yeah he had crazy. his whole entourage you know of dudes and bent over and he's like I looked like Shirley Temple when I was a little girl you know the curls and right, you know right, right. and he's like oh look at this little girl and my parents came up we're so, you know he says oh no problem no problem you know I said I want to be just like you when I grow up you know so it was really cool that mm -hmm. I got to say that to him and actually, One of the greatest, actually do that. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people mocked him, but he was really a he was oh. really really a great piano player. And he and you know what he did a lot of good for people. He did a lot of good things for a lot of people. Elvis Presley, of course, Elvis Presley is the king. You yeah. know what I mean? He yeah. changed the dynamic. Thank God for Elvis and because he actually. Uh, changed the whole dynamic of rock and roll. Um, if you watch the movie that was it that just took place on uh, with um, uh, a butler as that used him as the actor, um, Elvis changed things. And the reason why he, you know, the reason why he, they took him into the service, right? They took him in the service in the army. You know what the real reason is, don't you? No. Is because he was bringing black and white people together. Oh. They didn't want that, and so they. Yeah, they put him. They put him out there doing music that black people were doing, so they could translate it to white audiences. But he was translating it too well. He and 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 he brought people together. So if you ever, there's that's a great sh movie to see of Elvis Presley. I'm going to ask you, what was your influences? You said The House of the Rising Sun, mm -hmm. and we're going to get back to some other influences. Yeah, I was going to say a Hank Williams Sr. Hank, what about Bob Dylan? I was just, and Bob Dylan was the next one I was going to name. Okay, so Bob Dylan is another, you know, if you watch some of the old stuff when they're at Newport, right? What a sensational guy. And then, yes. you know, you have Woody Guthrie there and all these great musicians. Who was some of yours? I'm going to get back to you yeah. too because there's a lot. I'd say really, um, I looked at for guitar playing technique yes, and yeah. stuff. Really, Billy Gibbons and uh, Jeff Beck were probably two of my <laughs> greatest inspirations for that. Very goes, good you know, indeed. Really, that's it. Really? And, uh, so yeah. Jeff Beck was an influence on you? Big influence. He mm -hmm. had the greatest tone. He just really explored, and I think he took a lot of chances. He wasn't afraid to take risks, and that's what I like Absolutely. about him. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll probably really like the uh, video that we did of Jeff. We oh, yeah. did a lot of stuff, uh, and that probably will come out in a week or so. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to ask you this question, both of you. Because, so we moved up into the 50s a little bit. Did the, the Beatles ever influence both of you? I'm going to ask you first, always the lady first. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. What was one of, the, your, one of the, some of the songs that you liked about them? Because they got 
they were kind of folksy for a little bit before they changed into their psychedelic. Um, but I like that too. I could appreciate, mm -hmm. um, if you ask me what I listen to now, mm -hmm. I listen to 50s and 60s rock. That's what I listen to. So that's obviously falls into that era. Mm -hmm. So it runs the gamut. I loved early Motown stuff. I was oh. going to say Smokey Robinson. Smokey. And still looks good. Yeah, Smokey <laughs> still looks good, yes. And he can sing. I mean, when they, his stuff comes on, I have a lower voice. So I'm harmonizing under him. <laughs> I'm used to that. But dude singing it. I may or may not need to transpose the key. If a right. gal's singing it, you've got to transpose the key down. <laughs> and what is yours? What was your, what was some of your influence besides just Jeff Beck? Groups. Well, what groups did you like? I think, uh, yeah, obviously the Beatles influenced everybody. Um, I still influenced by people to this day. Um, just amazing some of the things I've seen come out recently, even uh, uh, more recently, like Rodrigo uh, Gabriel. Yes, yes, yes. Fantastic, yes, yes. amazing guitar playing there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're they're definitely an influence and inspiration. Mm -hmm. um, a new artist, Ren, had some really kind of controversial, really uh, emotional um, music. Music he put together mm -hmm. it's fascinating. I, it's inspiring even today. Mm -hmm. uh, old inspirations, you know. Grateful Dead inspired a lot of people. Mm. Uh, you know, the Beatles inspired everybody. Creedence Clearwater Revival. Mm. Um, I, my my best friend when I was in grade school, uh -huh. his mom's high school boyfriend was John Fogarty. Oh, that's hero. great. Yeah. And so and my parents, they were pretty cool. They had a whole collection of all the CCR. Hendrix and CCR and Stones, Stones and Elvis, the original, the original printing the Elvis stuff from the fifties. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, Stones and, uh, as yeah, Stones yeah. as well as Beatles, but the my favorite group besides, you know, influence besides Beatles and Stones was The Birds. Oh, yeah. The Birds with Roger McGuinn. Yes, you've got folk and country. Chris to, Hillman. Know, Chris Hillman, yeah. You know, Roger Clark. Mike, Mike, Mike Clark was mm -hmm. the, yeah. the, the drummer. Mm -hmm. I, met, um, I met Mike Clark. Um, he's in spirit now. Mm -hmm. He had... He had some issues. He had some oh, issues. Oh, you know what? Well, David Crosby, look, issues. we all yeah. have issues. I mean, but I mean he, just try to stay in your house and yeah. keep the issue there. You know? <laughs> and he music was, does that. He was into know? he was into masoch mas blah, I can say it masochism, mm -hmm. and I do not. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I respect if someone thinks pain is pleasure, mm -hmm. then and you're with someone else who thinks that you know whatever consenting mm -hmm. adults. Mm -hmm. That's cool, mm -hmm. but I am not into masochism or sadism. I do mm -hmm. not equate pain with pleasure. No, because you're you you were in you guys. What you just sang earlier, you talked about love. Yes. You know. Yes. What was the title again? Say yes. Say yes. I mean, it was that that what other thing could be so po that's positive and it's about love and say yes. Someone loves me. Yes. Right. And it was just how you just started it out. Um, so you guys are working on an album right now. Yes. Yes. And so is that going to be 10 songs, 12 songs, or where it's, are you at it? Okay, 10 songs is the industry standard. Right. But I'm, I've got, I've written five albums worth of 50 songs since my last release, which Rodney Jolay, my late husband, produced. Mm -hmm. That was Sticky Cash. Mm -hmm. And so we're great doing... Title, great title, <laughs> Nikki Nash has Sticky Cash. Mm -hmm. We had, it was an allusion to my being an entertainer in the logging camps in the 1800s. Oh. You know, old-timey kind yeah, of, you I know, old understand. brother were out there kind of stuff. Right, right. And so it was an allusion to 
there was an outhouse because I got done performing, so somebody had written graffiti in the outhouse, Nikki Nash has sticky cash. And that was the joke, and that's where the title of that came from. <laughs> I love it, and that's where it came from. So you were in an outhouse. <laughs> man, that's what, what year was that? Was it in the 1800s or what? Man, or early 1900s? I mean, yeah, that 20th was, century? That was that's the a joke. Great, that's the joke that was, that. You know what? I might even use that with Blue Voodoo. You know, <laughs> sticky cash, man. We'll give you a little, little uh Yeah, it implies that. that she went to pay you, but the cash stuck Stick, to her, stuck so to you hand. didn't get <laughs> it. <laughs> it was a total joke. So when you guys are playing as a duo, right, uh, and you're going to probably have players around you to, to make it more orchestrated. Right. You both do the, uh, the arrangements, or just, is it just Tony that does Well, he does his guitar parts, but I do the arrangement of, you know, what parts mm -hmm. the song is mm -hmm. what order. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, she puts the basic, the, uh, the rough cut thing together yes. there, and then, yes. then kind of some nuances come out of it, and there's some melodic things that I end up picking up on out of it, Mm -hmm. Like one of the interesting things with Say Yes, it's a, it's an E, but I kept hearing the G in the melody, so it's a suspended, really, you know. But So I kind of worked that, those kind of nuances when I spend some time developing the mm -hmm. song. Mm -hmm. Because and guitar inversions are different than what you do on the yes, piano. Abs absolutely, absolutely. I was just And listening. answering your question, so mm -hmm. we got 14 songs mm -hmm. on the album because it's, 10 is the theme, Southern Paradise. Mm -hmm. It's all about Say Yes is, you know, all the birds. Every bird I named was, Rodney and I lived in a double wide on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere in north central Florida. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, wrote that. He said that it would immerse me in the sweetness that no matter where I went, the sweetness would still be in the music. Hmm. And so it's Because you had sticky cash. <laughs> sticky cash was not so, yeah. <laughs> and that was post sticky cash, yes. And... So one, uh, so the other four, the other four tracks are one each from the other four albums. Interesting, interesting. And I'm still writing, so. So who? who I'm going to ask you something else then, and I'm I'm going to go to you again. Who are some of the women singers that influenced you in your lifetime? So who are some of the women that actually? You know what I'm saying? Patsy Cline and Janis Joplin and Luann Barton. I. Oh, you named some three tops. You yeah. named Janice, of course, Patsy Klein. come on, man. Yeah, and Luann Barton man. out of Austin, Texas. Right. I got to see Luann Barton and Janice play, mm -hmm. got to meet Luann, did not get to meet Janice. Patsy was, Patsy, Patsy was before my time, did not get to meet Janice. Patsy Klein. Just and the fabulous. living and the living sick female singer songwriter today mm -hmm. that I just adore mm -hmm. is Dolly Parton. I was just going to say I just seen some things about Dolly and Dolly. Did you see do, her Christmas oh, special? Oh, of course. Oh my God. But she's also going to do a rock album, her first rock, because yes. she said that she is a rock star. And she was always been a rock star to me, but I mean. But now she's doing, and she's going to have like Ringo Starr, Paul McCartney. Uh, all these different, Joe Perry, all these different great artists are going to surround her. So give me three of your, I know you talked about Beck, what other guitar players have influenced you? Um, more recently, actually, I've been influenced a lot by John Lee Hooker and uh, Howlin' Wolf and the old blues stuff. Mm -hmm. 
I was working with in a blues trio with a guy named Paul Wood mm -hmm. about 10, 15 years ago. He did three albums with John Lee Hooker mm -hmm. back in the late 60s, early mm -hmm. 70s. And gigging with him for a couple of years was a great influence on me. It really learned something that you can't get out of a mm -hmm. book. Mm -hmm. Just and, uh, and, and you know yeah. what? A lot of that isn't out of a book. That you have to have the feeling of it. Um, yeah. I got to meet um, one of the great blues artists in this area, L.C. Goodrock and Robinson. They were encyclopedias. You know, I mean, their, their hardships. John Lee Hooker, I got to meet him when I was a kid. Um, I wish that when I met him, I wish I would have said, hey, hey, John, man, do you guys need a roadie? You know, <laughs> you know, or whatever, yeah. because he was, uh, he's just great. I he mean, was a great you guy. Know, I, I Boogie Chitlin, you know, uh, all of that. Um, well, I liked a, some of the stuff yeah. that he did. He really was, well, he was pioneering. I mean, he was the first black man to have a number one hit in the United States, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, Wow. And he was telling Paul, I met I met John I Lee. I know Paul. I've met Paul. Yeah, yeah. We've crossed paths. Probably have, yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Paul's a great guy. He's mm -hmm. he's fantastic, good guy to hang with, mm -hmm. and he's a great musician and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, He played anyway, a lot in Berkeley. He did play a lot in Berkeley. Mm -hmm. So I, I met John Lee once um, when he was with Paul. He was older, much older. In fact, he didn't even drive. I pulled up to a friend of mine's house. This was back in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a gold gold Jaguar in the driveway. It says the hook on the license plate. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I go up there and there's this little black man mm -hmm. and this big-haired blonde. Mm -hmm. And she's the one driving him around right. in the Jaguar, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's passing around a J, which is now legal. Of course. And so so John Lee hands me this. He says, oh, I'm John. He hands me this joint. And I'm smoking this joint and passing around. He says, you must smoke. You must play the blues. I said, well, yeah, why is that? He said, well, because you smoked the hooch. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> My my meeting of John Lee Hooker. Oh, hey, he's you know he I've seen him real up and close, with him at when um, Freddie used to own the um, used to own the Keystone. We we used to, I played there oh. many times. Freddie Roulette, yeah. Yeah, and, and no, not Freddie Roulette. Um, um, Freddie Herrera. 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 Yeah. Great family. When you when you actually played in Keystone. You've got to see everybody. I mean, from Bonnie Ray to Sleep at the Wheel, uh, you know, you, Joe Perry. You, you just keep on going. Eddie Money, Peak, just all these great bands that played there. Um, got to play with, open up with, with Eddie, played men, numerous gigs with Eddie. But um, th that was a time, what we were talking early before we came on the air. Um, today it seems like it's not like it used to be where when people would actually get together and play like, like you play in a park, you know what right. I mean? There was great organizers, you know. I hope, I hope my band gets to play a show with you guys, and you know, because it was always diverse. Bill Graham was that, Bill Corey was also that. You, you'd have like Miles Davis, Pharaoh Sanders, and then you have Jay Giles. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. And you mm -hmm. have all this this diversity of of music. So. On moving forward, the both of you, you guys are uh, obviously the really the ones. You guys are the rock in your group. You know, we your are. Group yeah, we guys. are. It. And it's called what is it called? It's called Nikki Nash and Company. We just call. I just bill it as Nikki Nash, mm -hmm. and um, like the flyer I just did, we're going to be doing a gig with three other songwriters at the Lost Church in mm -hmm. August, mm -hmm. and I just do Nikki Nash with Tony Almeida. So, mm -hmm. so it's I just so do our names. Same, I, you know, same, same billing. Yeah. yeah, kind yeah. of, yeah, kind of. That's the approach. 
She's the star, and I'm just You're backing her up. Yes. I'm, yeah, yeah I'm the singer-songwriter. He's the accompanist. I take yes. care of the music direction. We bring in other musicians. Mm -hmm. I have right. parts worked out for them, charts if necessary, mm -hmm. hopefully not too necessary. So but, what you, know. you, you, you were talking earlier that you do all your music in F-sharp or G-flat? Oh, no, not all of it, but I like, mm -hmm. I, when I write, I, I like the black keys as well as the white keys. Right. And I'd say half the songs are flat keys, mm -hmm. so we do the guitar half-step tuned down, mm -hmm. and um, the other half are regular keys. But mm -hmm. I write my voices between an alto and a tenor, so I like to be between the G-flat mm -hmm. and D-flat of, you know, middle C. In other mm -hmm. words, the lower. You're right in there, right inside. I'm right in there. Yeah, you're in so the So G-flat, A-flat, B-flat, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. or B, mm -hmm. you know, or A, it depends on if it's a regular key or flat key, but those are those main, are my keys. Your, yeah. your main co coordinates. Mm -hmm. And yourself, when you have to tone down, does that bother you at all, or is it fine to be able to do that? No, it's, it's no problem at all. In fact, mm -hmm. I kind of enjoy it. It gives me some more variety, mm -hmm. some other things I can explore, mm -hmm. and uh, even explore some other tunings too, which we haven't really gotten into mm -hmm. in the situation of the duet, but um, in the studio, I have some alternate tunings I'll be using for some of the parts too, mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. yeah. So when, um, so you guys will probably be playing again, what, in about a couple months, two months? Um, or well, um, we're going to be El playing Lopo El Lopo. Oh, it's a Spanish restaurant bar in San Francisco a week from For Sunday. Yeah. Little small clubs, yeah. uh, you know, or little... They have an places. outdoor... They're, they're fine, a lot They of block yeah, off the... Al you know, the... Put you know, a little they bucket have an out there. An outdoor people. thing, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. And they, they're like, if Spain would have still been ruling California, is their theme, so it's totally <laughs> cool. It's totally cool. It's a Spanish couple. Uh, it's totally, and I have a daughter-in-law from Spain, so to me, it's like totally cool. <laughs> oh, that is totally cool. And uh, um, what do you call it? And it's El Lopo, which is the wolf, mm -hmm. because I'm a vegan. I'm an animal lover, mm -hmm. and so that's you know anything having to do with animals. We're also playing. Um, Rock Ridge Rock and Stroll in Oakland on uh, June 10th, mm -hmm. and we'll be playing the um, Outer Sunset Farmers Market in San Francisco on June 18th and 25th, mm -hmm. and we'll be playing the Lost Church on August 27th. And I know there's other stuff oh, in between there, of but course, course. that's of as course. much as that's as you much know, as I memorized. Good. Check the website. <laughs> that's good. So check we'll, the we'll, website. we'll check your website. So you know what? Um, as time keeps fleeing, uh, I'm going to have them do a song that I actually requested from them after they <laughs> said, uh, after Tony said that he liked this song, and I love this song myself, and they actually do it. So, um, can you give us a version of House of the Rising Sun? And that would be really nice if you could close that, and then you could keep on playing, and I'll tell you, and I'll start signing off, but please do that. Okay. okay. So this is this is Nikki Nash and company, Tony Alameda, singing House on the Rising Sun. There is a house in New Orleans. They call the rising sun, and it's been the run of many a 
to thank Nikki Nash and Tony Alameda for coming on our show. It's outstanding. Thank you both for making this such a great show. This is Greg Career from Harmonics, and I'm going to sign off with them. Peace and love. Absolutely excellent. Thank you both Thank for you. coming on our show, Harmonics. See you again. Thank Peace you. and love. Thank you.